All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza and partnered with Big Cat Country. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, we're going to play you a quick little interview we just did with Robert Mays of TheRinger.com. Uh, he wrote a really cool article um, about Jalen Ramsey, and uh, we just thought we'd uh, do a little chat with him just to learn a little bit more about that. And uh, Derek, I know, is super interested in it as a Florida State fan and a uh, longtime follower of uh, Jalen Ramsey. He's probably your favorite player on the team, right? Him or Telvin Smith? Yeah, you know, I, I got the, all, all the guys are great, but, you know, yeah, Telvin, Telvin, Jalen, uh, it's uh it's just it's fun. It's so I'm not gonna have favorites, it's just a fun team. It's 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 great to be a Jag fan. We love the energy and passion, man. Here's our interview with Robert and thanks for listening. All right, we're joined by Robert Mays, writer for The Ringer. Robert wrote an article on The Ringer titled Jalen Ramsey is the NFL's most relentless trash talker. It's a great article detailing Jalen's story growing up in college with uh, Florida State and now his time with the Jaguars and the NFL. So Robert, thanks for joining the podcast. More than happy to guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of talk a little bit uh, about the article and we'll link that up in the podcast description as well um you know what are your thoughts on the idea of the jaguars drafting jalen ramsey uh back in 16 as sort of being like a, a change in attitude or, or shift in the mindset of the organization you know not only at a micro level just with an additional player with a with that attitude but also kind of a macro level and the change in leadership that we had in the offseason as well i mean i think that for the most part i don't really see that as much as i see it. it's just starting to hit now and that entire 2016 draft i think has been kind of transformative for them just from a talent perspective. I mean, at a certain point when you're drafting in the top five, you need to start hitting your picks. And the fact that Ramsey is a star, the fact that Miles Jack looks excellent in the second season, the fact that Ngakwe is just a dominant pass rusher, that's an amazing draft. That's a home run of a draft. And then you go back through the other drafts that they've had and you just haven't had those. You know, you have some scattered guys. Telvin Smith is a great pick. Allen Robinson is, I think, fantastic, but we'll never know considering who's the quarterback there. But eventually you need one of those monster drafts while spending all the money they have in free agency. So I just feel like for the first time over the last couple of seasons, you've had this marriage of good drafting and the right sort of swings in free agency. I mean, think about just the disasters that have come before. I mean, Julius Thomas, you know, uh, Jared Odrick. Now those guys are Calais Campbell and A.J. Boye. That's how you become a really good organization. And that's how you become, in a lot of ways, a flawless defense is just by hitting every single choice that you make. And I just feel like the combination of those young guys like Ramsey with, you know, the best dudes you can ever have in an NFL locker room, like Calais Campbell and AJ Boye, that's what's really turned this around. Yeah, no, Jalen Ramsey definitely has that 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 winning attitude and, and, and demeanor. Uh, coming from a, a Noel fan here, Robert, uh, uh, I followed him closely in college. How would you describe his uh, evolution from his college days transitioning over to the NFL now? And I know you said the, the most, uh, one of the best trash talkers uh, in your article. And is there anyone that you could think of that's close to him? Well, I think that Steve Smith was probably the guy when he was in the league that was right there. But I just feel like he's in a league of his own when it comes to the guys that are currently playing. You just don't see players with that real strategy anymore. And just that kind of edge that they want to torment the guys they're playing against. I think that, you know, it's a competitive game, but a lot of the time, you know, guys are switching, changing jerseys afterward and everything else. I mean, I don't think you're going to have a lot of friends that Jalen Ramsey's making on these other teams. That's <laughs> not, not going to come about very often. So I think that the thing that's changed the most from what he was as a trash talker in college to what he is now is that he really did get extremely personal with people in college. He admitted that to me. You know, they, he would just find out everything he could about people you know, their girlfriend's name, their mom's name, just everything that they would put on the internet, he would try to use in some way, shape, or form. And 
know, kind of what he told me is that when you come to the NFL, you know, I think he said, I'm a grown man. I want to be treated like one. And I think that's probably how I should treat everyone else. And it's more about now when you're on somebody's Instagram, you know, girlfriends turn to wives, you know, people have kids. It just becomes a different sort of game. So he kind of went from the material being his focus to the style being his focus. And now that style is, I am going to say something to you every single play, and I'm going to try to make you lose your mind. <laughs> and there are times where it absolutely works. Yeah. He, you know, he, uh, he got kicked out of a couple practices at FSU that I know of, uh, as a fan here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and there was two on occasion where you saw Jimbo's face after one and he walked by and I was like, Oh wow. I wonder what he did <laughs> to get him that mad. Uh, but yeah, we're glad to have him on our team, man. Definitely. I mean, that's from the time he got there, he was like that. Apparently. I mean, LaMarcus Joyner told me that the first day Jimbo had to tell him to slow down. <laughs> and the guys in the defense just loved it. I mean, he loved, they loved seeing this freshman come into the best defense in the country and just say, I'm here. You better pay attention. Yeah, I know we were even reminiscing a little bit from training camp this season about him. And, and I think you even referenced this in your article as well. Uh, him and, and Allen Robinson sort of getting into it. Even when uh, Ramsey was, wasn't even playing, he was just kind of sitting out the practice. He would still just keep going and going and going. And you could just see it from the side of practice and uh, just how easily he could get into those guys' heads. It was just crazy. But what was the uh, what was the impact after Jalen's first season with the Jags in, in signing uh, A.J. Boye to that five-year contract this past uh, offseason? You know, what did Boye bring a guy with a completely different background and ascension to where he is now to the table regarding Jalen's development? I mean, I feel like it's on a lot of different levels. One, I think that AJ is just such a technically sound football player. And I think that that's what Jalen saw. He just saw a guy that was never off. And Jalen will tell you, he said, there'll be a couple games, a couple plays a game where my technique is just trash. He said, AJ is never like that. AJ, every single play is doing what he should. So with the technical elements and trying to picking up some different things, I mean, he would teach him about how you need to change up your footwork and press coverage, how you should play off, which he never really did before. It was all of these things that were kind of drilling down and nitty gritty, but it was also just the approach to the game. I mean, early in the spring, Gary Fuel, who's the secondary's coach there, they would just put on tape of guys like DeAndre Hopkins, T.Y. Hilton, guys in the division they know they'll see, and just talk about it just having this kind of summit of cornerback play. And I feel like when Perry told me that Jalen has an opinion, I mean, he certainly does, but hearing AJ's really gave him an education on how to play cornerback in the NFL. So you have a guy that wasn't even invited to the combine was an undrafted free agent. You have a guy who exploded the combine. It was a top five pick. And I think that in a lot of ways, Jalen understanding where AJ came from made him respect him and pay and pay attention to him from day one. Yeah, no, he in in talk about just the the him wanting to learn from someone like Boye, uh, and now that just continues his long term success. You know, from being a kid to college and at multiple sports, and now in the, in the pros. Uh, in your article, one of the uh, FSU track coaches called him a generational talent. Like that's. That's impressive. That's that's the term I use, but I think that if you if you asked you know Coach Knowles about Coach Hubble about that, he would say the same thing. I mean, it, okay, he told me privately some things about Jalen that are pretty astounding. I mean, I think that he, he he said that he was you know he wasn't that far off from the type of athlete that Deion Sanders was. And I mean, I think that that's I feel very safe saying that's a general type, it's generational type of talent. I mean, for a guy to come in and not be a long jumper full time. And then somehow, 
winning the ACC championship and, you know, his coach saying, if I, if he wanted to, we could have made him an Olympic, uh, Olympia, an Olympic level long jumper. I, mean, I, th- I think that's a pretty safe bet to say that's a once in a, every once in a while sort of a, just ability. Yeah. You know, Dion, uh, they, they had a, a thing on uh, one of the television programs. Dion was on the campus and, and Dion rarely sticks his neck out and says, you know, hey, this this kid, you know, but he was, you know, you rarely see Dion say that someone's equivalent to him. And he was like, he's got it. He's got everything and more. So uh, when you say that, when you use that term, you know, generational talent, it's definitely um, it definitely is, you know, in my opinion, I'm like that that kind of fits well for him. And uh, seeing like five or six years from now. You know, I'd be interested to see where he is and where he stands as far as not just one of the young players, but as the best to ever do it. I'd be interested to see where he uh, ends up. I mean, he can be as good as he wants to be. I think yeah. that's kind of the Jalen Ramsey understanding is that if he continues to kind of lock into this, I want to perfect what I do approach, he can be as good as he wants because he has every single bit of ability that you could ask for in a corner. I mean, for him to be you know six three and not long and two hundred something pounds, but be able to stick with you know guys in the slot like it's nobody's business, you don't see guys like that very often. You know, Richard no. Sherman's a big corner, but Richard Sherman hated going into the slot, and, and even last year against guys like Julio Jones, he couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. the fact that you have a guy that can just do anything you'd ask of a corner, I think that. Again, he can be as good as he wants to be. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate it. Again, we'll put the uh, the article in the podcast description and link it up on social media if you guys haven't checked it out already. And then uh, just really quick, uh, Robert, you know, Jaguars Cardinals coming up Sunday. Does does Blaine Gabbert get his sweet, sweet revenge against Jacksonville? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, I, I watched Blaine Gabbert. I would start in his first season in college. I covered that team. There was no big bigger supporter of Blaine Gabbert than me in those early days. And watching him throw a couple touchdowns and you know have a little bit of a moment last week was fun, but and this is the best pass defense in football for a very clear reason. And you know that Cardinals offense does not scare them. I mean they they've dismantled actual NFL teams on offense this year, and I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are going to be in a, a bad bad way. All right, well that's good to hear. Uh, you can follow Robert's work on TheRinger.com as well as following him on Twitter at Robert Mays, and we'll link that in the podcast description as well. Thanks again, Robert, for taking the time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. it, guys. Talk to you later. See you.